Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Women's Rugby Pod, episode 172. Sadia Cabez in the house. Hi, Sadia, how are you? Hi, Lenny. Yeah, good. Feeling good, feeling fresh. Yeah. Good. Fresh from, from England camp. We're going to hear all about that. Um, we're going to reflect on Ireland's historic sevens win. We've got the PWR results and fixtures to look forward to as well. All the news from all over the world, France and Celtic Cup and Rugby Europe as well. But exciting news here from the WRP. If we can indulge ourselves, we've got a new co-host joining us. None other, Sarah Byrne. How are you, Sarah Byrne? I'm, I'm very well, thank you. A um, little bit of leg pain, but other than that, I'm all good. <laughs> Yeah, well, let, let's get to it. Well, first of all, look, thank you so much for uh, agreeing to to come along. You're in a, a little bit of time of recovery now, um, so we just thought, you know, come and join us on the WRP family, join Sadia and I, and and uh, such and what have you, and um, come and do some some potting with us. But how how is how is the leg? Um, how is you know, going under the knife? Um, it was okay. Um, it was obviously it's not enjoyable, <laughs> but. Um, I think that no, it was fine. I woke up and um, I was generally okay. And then 10 days after my operation, I went to Bristol. And they were like, oh, you can walk. And I was like, what? Like, I was like, what? Kate was like, yeah. So I've been running around. And then yesterday I woke up and I was like, ow. <laughs> she was like, yeah, it's going to take some time. So um, I'm back on the crutches today. So I think it's going to be a bit of a, a bumpy journey, going to doing rehab and getting back in and caught like the, it's going to be a little bit sore here and there but actually I'm, I'm doing really well and I'm really excited to, to be on this pod and, and look at other opportunities as well awesome oh brilliant stuff and it just just to relay some fears out there this it's a knee injury but it's not we're not ligaments here we, we, we're meniscus the little sort of rubbery stuff around the bones as as that is hair yeah it's they said my ligaments look lovely so that's always a plus they, um, yeah, I did manage to quite um, heavily tear my meniscus. So they stitched it back together. Um, but it is a six-month recovery, recovery just because it's the main weight bearer. So it takes a little bit of time to get used to loading again. So, um, yeah, it's, it is going to be – I won't be back till next season. But it's not a bad knee injury. It just takes a long time to recover. Yeah, and yeah, you're still incredibly young. But these breaks forced or not, whatever um, – longevity and it's a major limb isn't it the, the knee and if, if you keep removing meniscus you start getting arthritis at uh, the tender age of uh, 45 uh, uh, mentioning nobody Sadia you've been in uh, England camp um, that's been that's been good fun but let, let's get into that in a moment we must just reflect on, on Ireland and say a huge congratulations to them um, been a, a long journey for them they've stuck together it's a really, really tight group, and to come away with their their first ever series tournament title, uh, three of their five victories, including the final against Australia, came within five points or less. Uh, Team GB were in good form as well, uh, picking up a bronze um, with the first ever win over Australia as well. It's a great weekend of sevens, wasn't it, Sadia? Yeah, no, it was great, and it was it was great to see all the highlights come up on my on my feed and be caught up on. I, I didn't actually manage to watch any of the games, but I felt like I was watching it anyway. We're seeing all all the highlights, so yeah, quite quite enjoyed um keeping up to date with everything. I think it's just amazing that like, they've worked so hard, and I don't think they always get the results that they want. And actually, for them to come away and medal and also beat Australia, I think that's just you know shows that 
um, it's a really exciting time for them and wishing them all the best into the into the build up into the Olympics. So yeah, um, I think it, it's great to see them so happy and get some rewards for the effort that they put in on the, again on on feeds and stuff like that. Ever tempted either of you like playing in Olympic games? I mean, yeah, I think you. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> only wanted to play in the Olympics. I wanted to only play seven. So it wasn't until 2017 I got turned into a prop. I thought, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> there's a French prop, um, Chloe Pell, and she plays for proper 15s and was in the seven squad for quite some time. It's, it's never say never. But, but it's, <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry, Nick uh, Wakely. Um, the, these two won't be joining your GB squad anytime soon, <laughs> I'm afraid. Uh, they would firmly shut that down. No, huge congratulations uh, to, to, to Ireland. Yeah, certainly as women who dropped points for the first time this season, having finished second on home soil, still increased their lead at the top on the standings and now have a 12-point cushion over second-placed New Zealand. So, Sadia, uh, we were into camp last week. First thing I want to ask... How does it work, like the WhatsApp groups? Sarah, have you been booted out? Are you still allowed in? Is there a, <laughs> is there like a contract WhatsApp group and then a camp group? And you're like, yeah, sorry, SB, you're off. How does it work? <laughs> that, that, that has happened in the past. <laughs> um, I don't think that will happen. They generally just use a squad list and a contracted group. But at the minute, I'm still in all of them. So I'm just going to not say anything and hope you're <laughs> <laughs> don't dare don't dare say say anything on the group just oh, i'm here it's fine i did see on the forward group though that uh connie asked everyone to go for coffee and cake and deeks was like and deeks nope. yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah that, that was a bit of contra- controversial controversial <laughs> what the coffee or the cakes or both more so the cakes just, yeah it was the cakes they ran the 1200 so they were like oh well done and the teacher was like, I think there could be a better option. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Lewis, okay. Uh, what, this 1,200, I keep, keep hearing about that. How, how was it, sorry, it was only a couple of days, wasn't it? It was more sort of, I would say meet and greet, but a kind of a, a hyper meet and greet. Would that be about right, a bit of physical testing? Yeah, yeah, it was only three days. Um, basically coming together, getting to know each other as squad and going through like our game plans and stuff um, on feet and off feet. And then we had one day of testing, which was the 1200 and speed, which, you know, everyone always looks forward to the 1200, the best day of the year. Uh, but, it, you know, it was fine. I went I went into it with a YOLO mindset. I kind of YOLO everything these days. So I was okay. But, you know, if you were in that table uh, in the breakfast room, in the morning of the 1200, all you can literally hear is 1200, 1200, 1200, 1200. Um, but after it was done, everyone was, you know, everyone was great. But I think, I think it was on a Tuesday, so the middle of the camp. So I think the first day, I think everyone was a bit, a bit stressed, a bit uptight. And then after, after that, everyone was, um, everyone was very relaxed. What, to a complete layman, what is the, the 1200? Literally running 1200 metres? Yeah, 1200 metres uh, in 100 metre lengths. Um, so 12, 12 laps of the, of the pitch. Well, up and down, yeah. Ooh. It sounds it sounds all right, but when you get to like the fourth lap, like when you get to the fourth lap, you're like, oh my god, I can't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm only made for running with a ball in my hand at, in short spurts of time, not straight lines. 
<laughs> for 1200 meters. I think I would be better at it. If <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're balling hard, and it, it's uh, presumably it's the turning that does you. Because if it was around a sort of uh, an athletic track, twelve hundred meters, you think, well, you know what, professional athletes probably should be able to do that. But it's, it's the turning, presumably, and slowing down and speeding back up. Yeah, it kills you. We used to when they first brought it in. We used to do a four hundred meter sprint, rest for five minutes, and then do twelve hundred meters around the track. And that that was not good, so they took that they took that out. <laughs> so now it's just uh, they've only recently brought it back in. Um, so it's not it's not as bad. It's not terrible, but there's always that anxiety around how you're going to do, how are you going to perform, and it's just not very entertaining. So it's it's like quite dull. I find so boring. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Um, let's move away from the dollars then. Um... <laughs> Sorry, you said you sort of meeting you and greeting, getting to know the squad. Was it basketball hoops from from fifty meters away? Was it making go karts out of cardboard and and trolleys? What 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 were the activities this time? No, that that actually wasn't any planned planned fun in this <laughs> in this camp. It was more so just we had there was quite a lot of downtime in between meetings and stuff. So kind of just taking it. Um, upon yourself we were at St George's and we had this new team room which had like loads of beanbags in there so everyone kind of was just chilling in there so you could just you know pick up conversations here and there but but no um yeah no organized fun fun this time it, yeah it was just kind of yeah getting to know on your own on your on your own accord nice and yeah a few sort of fresh faces in there some some younger players who did you did you know gravitate towards did you have a new roommate sort of one of the the, the leaders like yourself do, do you take a young player under the wing how, how does it work um we, we have new roommates um basically every week until we get into game weeks so i had the pleasure of rooming with l l perry who was who was new into camp um which um yeah so easy room with anyone and she was she was lovely my my main concern was that she was going to be bothered by sometimes apparently i snort i mean i don't know if i actually snort because no one's actually coming come to me with proof um but then also then i realized she's she's had a baby so she probably as soon as she gets into camp is going to be knocked out so i thought oh, it, won't, it won't be a problem and it wasn't a problem so so that was that was great um but yeah there was a few new faces a couple of 20s girls floating around um millie higher came in um obviously Brooke Bradley from Exeter was in as well and Steph Else from Gloucester Harpery so a few new faces um and we, we've got quite well a lot of young girls who come in over the past year or so so there was there was a group of quite young girls in there so I think it was easy for those new people to gravitate there and and obviously Brooke had her, her friends in Exeter so you know as, as as much as there was new people in there was also everyone was also comfortable because they had people they knew there as well so you miss it, Sarah? Not the twelve hundred, uh, obviously, but uh, yeah, I think it's always nice to be in camp. Like you, um, you want to be in. Like you, things like new things can also get thrown in, so it's good just to like stay up to date. And um, so yeah, and also I live with Hannah and Holly and Mackenzie, so when they're all not here, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> what do I do? Um, but for me, I was really gutted for Gabriella Negrelli. I thought. I think she's going to be brilliant. Um, she's really going to fill that eight role, I think, in the future. So the fact she's picked up a pod, pod injury, she, she, she'll be back soon. But um, I was just really gutted for her, bless her. But I hope she gets invited back in because I think she'll. it'll be an exciting time for her and she'll just grow and grow in that environment. 
yeah, in terms of everyone, yeah, I definitely missed it. I miss being around and in that, in that place and seeing everyone. Yeah, I mean, it, it is quite incredible, isn't it, Sadi? The, the strength of player you had it in that camp, and there's no Allcroft, no cocaine, or was she doing some light stuff, probably? Um, Duffy, Harrison, Scarrett, Talling, obviously Sarah Byrne here, McGilvery, um, and Negrelli, as you say, Reed and Vivas, uh, Carson and Bridger. Uh, out as well. I mean, that, that's an incredible list of players added to the quality there. So it's going to be an easy Six Nations, easy running to the World Cup, isn't it? No problem. <laughs> I mean, we're going to try and make it as easy as possible. Um, <laughs> and, and obviously, the coaches and and the setup that we have there, um, you know, makes it quite easy for everyone to come in. And you know, and with, with the strength these players have, anyway, it only builds the strength and depth we have when they do come in and join and join the squad. So we'll try and make it as easy as possible, but I'm sure there'll be, you know, <laughs> some some bumps along the way. And do, do you think, either of you can, can, can answer, do, do you think the blend is right? Do, do you feel there's a, there's a, there's a right blend of, of that experience within the England squad and players coming through? We were talking just of what we say about, you know, sort of second and third kind of ranked of players in, in every position. And, and, and England seems to be getting that with some really good youngsters now. Yeah, I think I think what they recognised definitely after the 2017 World Cup was that we needed more strength and depth. And I think I've really noticed with um, Mitch, he's overtaken, is that he's not just inviting people that are playing well in the Prem, he's actually inviting the youngsters who are playing really well and trying to get them to breed through that kind of um, professional environment so that once they get to playing well in the Prem, it's not a shock to them. Um, I think it's really nice to see that he's thinking about the future and who's going to be firing in all cylinders in that time, as well as still nurturing the players like Sydney Gregson, who are playing well in their Prem today, um, but maybe have played in the Prem for a few more years. So I think it's, I think at the minute, it's a really good blend. It'll be um, as close as you get to competition times. I think you'll see the younger people filter out a little bit, just because that's when you need the experience, especially when you have the likes of Zoe Allcroft coming back into the squad, um, potentially Emika Kane, Emily Scarrett, you know, they're senior players, big names that bring a lot to the pitch. And so those young opportunities might not not necessarily always be there. But I think what Mitch is doing really well is creating an environment where when those opportunities come, injury, whatever, um, those people are going to be ready to flourish. And I think that's really exciting to see. We will talk more of PWR after we caught up with the news. From around the overworld. I'm Gary Street, and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. The next round of the Celtic Cup fixtures this weekend. Saturday at Harpers One, Gwalia hosts Edinburgh. The Clovers travel to Glasgow. That's two o'clock, and the Wolfhounds go up against Brithon Thunder at the Kingspan under the lights, Harpers Seven. Island women have added their coaching team with Declan Danaher joining Scott Beamond. The London Irish stalwart as a player and coach joined the start as a defence coach. Greg Collins also linked up with the squad for the Six Nations as an athletic performance coach. And Neve Briggs has been confirmed as an under-20s coach. Yeah, great to see Neve at the, the Lions. She was in, in sparkling form. Um, yeah, just got a feeling he's got a, a bright future in coaching. Um, sad to see. Possibly um, to move down to the 20s, but... Um, Anyway, over in France, the Elite R ah, Feminine was uh, back at the weekend for round five. 
In pool one, Montpellier fell 14-18 to ASC Rogmana. Bibogny were beaten by Stade Francais 24-7 and Lille lost at home 3-29 to Stade Bordelais. In pool two, just the two games, Stade Toulousien Grenoble has been moved to the 11th of February. I don't know why. Um, I'm not sure we need to, to bother any more time as to reasons why, but they're playing on the 11th of February. Both games were won by the visitors that were actually played. 34-15, Blagnac at Stade René and Lyon at Pau, 20 points to 13. Um, it was announced this week that the Pacific Four series will return between the 27th of April and the 25th of May this year, with the matches taking place in New Zealand, Australia and the USA. The hosts are joined by Canada, um, with the top three qualifying from WXV for 2024 and the fourth place side going to WXV2. Also in the mix, a place at the next World Cup. Canada and New Zealand have already qualified as a semi-finalist from the tournament down under in New Zealand. So Australia and USA will battle it out to take that next spot. Host cities and venues are yet to be confirmed, but we do know that USA will host Canada in the opening round on the 27th of April. Held as the most interesting Rugby Europe 15's championship for more than a decade, gets underway this weekend. The extended version, back to four teams, the first time since 2012, Portugal will join Spain, Sweden and the Netherlands, with the Netherlands hosting Sweden on Saturday in Amsterdam. Moving on to the PWR, just one game this weekend. It was on Sunday and it was a big win for Exeter on the road. 54-3, eight tries in all. Couple for Katie Buchanan, continuing her impressive season. Two for Taz Bricknell, the former Worcester player. Rogers, Tutosi, Jeffries and Miller Mills also got their names on the score sheet too, with Laurie Kramer getting seven from eight of her conversions. So no real change to the table. Exeter and Sale have caught up a game. Still Sarri's at the top with Gloucester Hartbury with a game in hand. And Exeter and in Bristol. Exeter and Bristol in third and fourth. Getting tighter and tighter, isn't it? Uh, movers and shakers. Your Loughborough Lightning team seems to be going from strength to strength, um, generally, Sardia. Uh, are, are Exeter in the same boat? Do you think that they're improving? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like Exeter have started the season quite strong um, anyway. Um, but I feel like, yeah, definitely with last week, as you said, it wasn't really a full strength side and then for them to put 54 points um, on the board, you know, is, is nothing to, to bat your eyelids at. Um, so I think definitely they're, they're really strengthening that strength and depth through their squad. Um, but I think Exeter are a really well-drilled and well-coached team anyway. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how, how they go from strength to strength across the season. Um, but, yeah, and obviously Loughborough, you know, we're 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 getting there. We're getting there. Uh, two wins. We're chasing. Yeah, yeah we're, we're chasing Bristol down. Yeah. <laughs> no. So yeah, two two wins on the bounce now. Trying to make it three with Leicester next week. But I think we're starting to show what we've been doing in training. So hopefully we can we can keep that up. Just go back to Exeter quickly, uh, Sarah Byrne. What uh, what have you what have you made of Susie Appleby's outfit thus far? Yeah, I think they always are a strong team. They came out exactly the same, I think. I think it will be interesting. They've obviously evolved their kicking game a bit more. You've got uh, Tessier there, who's got like a thousand more kicking metres than anyone else in the league. So um, I think, yeah, you can see how their games evolved from last year. Um, and obviously, you know, losing two finals, they probably are looking at ways how they're going to try and win that final now. But I think Saracens are also playing really well at the minute. Um, they've really come back from their loss last year in the quarterfinals. Gloucester again, just smashing everyone. And um, I think, you know, 
Bristol, I think we're trying so hard. Like we, we've had some really close games. You know, it was twelve nil at home on the Friday night with a five day turnaround from Exeter to Gloucester. So um, I think it's a really tight table. And like I said, Loughborough right on our tails, and they've they've had wins. So I think that the top kind of and middle section of the league table is looking really exciting. Yeah, no, totally good. If you go to uh, fifth, Loughborough Lightning are uh, twenty one points. Uh, four wins from the eight. Then is there's that drop down to eight points where Quinns and, and Trailfinders, Ealing T, if you want to call them, um, on 13 points, sell on eight. And then Leicester Tigers, obviously, that win have clawed um, back onto to, to sale. Um, you mentioned the, the test here there for Brexit. Clearly, there's a, a want to, to use a kicking game from Susie Apwee and, and length on a kick. Uh, Liz McGovern last season. Um, she didn't have a, a, a best final, um, and I think yeah, left the club. Musical consent, whatever it was, but Tessier seems to be growing and growing uh, to to drive that forward for for Exeter. Um, Sale, another loss for Rachel Taylor's mob, Casey uh, Taylor McLean's gang. Um, their woes continue. What? How do you get yourself out of a a, a rut? I think it's really hard. I think, to be honest, I think they've put up a really good fight. You look at some of the other scores, like there hasn't been that thrashing. And I think having 54 to 3, I think will really, really be hard for them to swallow because they have been performing a lot better than other seasons. I think they've had some big injuries, haven't they? Um, so I think that will really, again, that affects your side quite a lot. You have a few key players that get hurt. Um, it can be difficult. But again, just going back to process, just keep trying, um, looking at what could you've done better. Just a lot of the time it comes down to decision-making rather than the actual game plan and stuff like that. So it's just having that belief that we'll do it together, we'll re- regroup, we'll try again, and it will click. It just It's hard when you have injuries and there's changes and um, you're trying, and it's the middle of the season. People are t- getting tired now. So um, it'll be interesting to see see how they do. But yeah, I, I think Sale have been doing really well this season, despite probably not being where they want to be in the league table. But sorry, they would say there is no easy game. They lost, they lost to, to Leicester, didn't they? Um, Ealing Trail Finals are, are up a seventh on 13 points, the same as Harlequins, who are you know, taking a mortgage out in the top two for the last, whatever, 15 decades. Um, there, there isn't an easy game now. And I, I was fearful and we said it, a month or so ago, that they might run out of steam. Back to your point, Sarah, that especially if the newer teams not playing at this level may run out of steam. But I've been really impressed by the Trail Finders and 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 Leicester. There are there are no easy games. It's exactly what this league wants and needs, isn't it? Exactly. Um, it just makes the the league more exciting. Um, for the players and for the viewers uh, to not to not be able to decide from the beginning of the season who's going to be top four um who's in the bottom of the table to have these games where you don't really know what the results are going to be um yeah it's really really exciting and i think it pushes the level of our game and it also attracts you know more players to come and join the game um so yeah although you know it's tough for for teams who are sitting on that lower end it's also um yeah really exciting um just for generally um as a player in the league and, and for people watching it's very, very exciting. Certainly from a from a broadcast point of view, um, a race for for the top four. It's going to be brilliant, and then yeah, the other playoffs will will, will be exceptional. 
So, all the fixtures for this weekend. On Saturday at 12.30, Leicester host Gloucester Hartbury. At 1pm, there's a big clash between third and fourth at Exeter on their travels again to take on Bristol. Uh, <laughs> then at 2.30, Saracens take on Lon- London rivals Ealing Train Finders. And then only one game on the Sunday with Harlequins to face Sale. Both are desperate for a win and that game is live on TNT. Um, and just a little shout out to Sale's Holly Borden who won her 50th appearance this week. So well done to her. Yeah. yeah, that live game on Sunday, Quinns against uh, Sale. Um, do you want to, yeah, yeah let's, let's look at that one. Um, what did, just from your point of view, Sarah, we've spoken to Sadi about it, but but having the cameras, having a, a polished broadcast uh, in and around the, these games, I know Bristol were covered a, quite early on in the season. Um, does, does, it, does it make a difference? Is it filtering through that? You know, um, things are, are being taken properly seriously, getting the sort of coverage that, that you, those players and the league deserves. Yeah, I think it's great that we are on a proper broadcast. There's a proper broadcast deal and that's being funded and um, it's supporting the league. I think where we had the luxury last year, you could watch every single game. I think some people are missing that aspect of it. Um, but I think then you've got teams that have the facilities to live stream their own games. I think that's that's really great as well. Um, and also it encourages people to go and actually watch, like get people to the stands, um, which again is what we need. We need people to go and watch those games, buy tickets to help grow. So I think it's great because we're def- reaching new audiences. Um, I think it's finding that balance of how do we keep access good and encourage and get new um, audiences in. Um, but I, I, I do think it is brilliant to be on TNT and my... Um, my dad loves it. <laughs> he doesn't have to travel from London to Bristol. So, um, yeah, you know, I think it. I think it is. It is good to have such a support from an established team. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, it? It's been a very enjoyable evening. Over a cup of glass of wine with your father. I can't remember if it's in France or Italy. Uh, we're in the same restaurant. Um, and yes, um, not shy of an opinion on rugby, your father. <laughs> <laughs> But no, thoroughly enjoyed his company. Uh, do give him my regards. Let's have a look at that game on on, on Sunday. A Harlequins face Sale, um, and Sale will we'll see that uh, as as winnable. Both not not in a, in an amazing form, and if Sale and or equally Queens want to get out of you know sort of a, a losing pattern, uh, it, it's a that's a hell of a ding dong game. Is going to be. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I feel like that's going to be a really, really exciting game. Um, I think there'll be a lot of, lot of emotion um, in both teams. Obviously, very fueled and round up um, for these games. Not having the the best seasons and to their both both the team standards, um, they hold themselves to. So I think they'll be both trying to take you know, bites out one out, out of one another. And I think it will come down to one more who wants it on the day and and who can keep that composure on the pitch um, with all that emotion that will be that will be behind it because then. A lot of it is about, you know, your reputation and how you you come across for yourself as a team, and also how you come across to the league. Um, obviously, Lightning being in a bit of a rut last year, so have been there before. So I think that will be a very, very interesting game. But I, I don't really know who I think who's going to come, to, who's going to win that game. I think it will literally be to play for. Um, um, yeah, when when the when that whistle goes. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think like what you said about like they both have that desperation to win. That's when you have to be careful giving away penalties. A lot of time, I know played for Bristol in the past when we've been seventh or sixth. The more you want to play, the more you want the ball, the, the more penalties you give away, the worse it gets. So, yeah, it's definitely going to be 
I, I again, I couldn't tell who's going to win that game either. I think it will be a great one to watch um, purely for the fact that they're both really, really going to win so much. So um, I think it'll be, yeah, it'll be down to the day. Um, we don't do fence sitting uh, on the pod, Sarah, <laughs> so you have to. Uh, we won't do it international level, or perhaps you're perhaps you're not comfortable yet doing that. Sadi, you, you're very happy to 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 drop into the crystal ball, aren't you? <sighs> Come on, yes. Um, Wins or sale? I... Wins at home, obviously. I think I'm going to go with sale. You know, yeah. Might go with Quins because it's home. I think that'll make a difference. Nice, deciding vote. <laughs> um, oh, oh it's nothing personal. Um, I'm gonna go sail. I don't, I don't know why. Just a little feeling. Um, yeah, it's gonna be yeah, full of emotion. That one. Um, yeah, we, we're going kind of in reverse order here. Saracen's taking online rivals, Ealing Trail Finders, two thirty. Um, nice London derby. You've got a couple of London derbies. A duel coming up for for Saracens, haven't they? Um. But the juggernaut just rolls on, Sarah. How do they do it? I don't know. It's really frustrating, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that game before Christmas, we were like, oh, yeah, we're in the lead. And then oh, last five minutes, they just absolutely took it away from us. So um, I am going to say Saracens. I think I wouldn't be surprised if Ealing gets some nice tries or um, Abby Dow, you know, down the wing, something exciting like that. Um, just because I think, Again, like you said, Eden are building really nicely, but I do think Saris will will win that one. What, what do we really need to to add to their game that, that either of you have, have seen um, that that takes them? You know, very admirable first season, literally months into creating a team, you you give me a table and very very competitive. Uh, fair play, Selmeda and the rest. Um, but what what else do they do they need to add? Is it is it about personnel? Is it about experience at this level? Uh, I think just from just from playing with them, I think they have really good like set piece strike players. I think most of their well and um broken field attack, I think that's where most of their, their tries come from, either off first, second phase set piece or through broken field attack. But I think a lot of it will just come the rest of it will just come from playing together. I think it's their open play stuff, which is where they can take it up a couple of notches and where I think they'll find more success. But I think with a new team, you can't really expect everyone to be clicking and be on the same page immediately. And I think the more they'll play, the more they'll come into come into their self and come in, come into that area of the game. The more they play together, the more they'll be able to throw it around. And I guess yeah, they have they have good set piece, they have uh, good set play. So I think it is that open that live stuff. How do they keep the ball alive? How do they keep hold of it? Um, and start to, to get some food on the boards. Yeah, two thirty. The Stonex, get yourselves down there. Uh, will be will, will be a, a great game. Exeter, off to your place, Sarah. Um, big, big, big clash. Not only here and now, but but also sort of when you're looking ahead, the season you'd likely to be in the mix, you two. And it's always nice to, to beat those in and around you. Yeah, definitely. I think um, I am going to say Bristol because um, I would get shot by Dave. No, <laughs> um, I do. I do really think the girls like watching training this week. Um, the girls have been training really well. Um, I think people in the Bristol squad are, you know, we're so close and it is getting a bit frustrating not having those wins. So I think that want to win will really be there as well. Um, but Exeter, 
it's always a Southwest rival whenever you play any Southwest team. So I have every every faith that Exeter will be coming all guns guns blazing, wanting to be the best in the West. So um, I think again, I think if you can get down to that game, go to it because I I think that will be a brilliant game to watch and definitely some amazing entertaining tries being scored with just how the both the team teams play very attacking shape. Um, so yeah, I think it will be exciting to watch. But I I am going to say Bristol, yeah. <laughs> Um, of course you are. Um, yeah, one o'clock for for that one. Um, yeah, if you can, as our first sport, of course, get down light to these games. If you can't, then try and grab it on telly. But yeah, always is the the key, and it's so cheap. It's such great entertainment um, for the for the family and all the rest of it. Um, what we we know, Dave Ward, the the Grand Fromager at Bristol Bears, um, leaves literally nothing analysed and, and all the rest of it. What have been top of the list um, to to turn some of those those losses into into victories come the the back end of the season or second half of the season? Because what are you sitting on now? Yeah, three 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 losses. What have been the big big work ons mid season? I think for us, it's how we handle pressure. Um, not so much as in like people shouting and stuff like that. Um, like when we played um, Gloucester, two tries. That was it. That was the game. Um, how do we execute when we're feeling under pressure? How do we chase the game? Again, when we played Saracens, we were ahead um, at half time, and then we the pressure got to us. We came out second half, looked like a totally different team. So I think it's actually how do we continue to handle pressure um, and continue to have that drive. And a lot of the time we play a very attacking shape. So I think there'll be some exciting new things in there, but I don't want to give anything away. <laughs> <laughs> Um, nice yeah but um i think yeah i think if if we can handle pressure and we can really hold on to those decision making points where we don't frazzle and we don't uh get penalties in certain areas or lose the ball in in certain spaces um i think we can i I definitely believe we, we can start beating those top three teams it's just a case of getting that execution a little bit more precise because from from this layman's uh, po- point of view, and I was lucky enough to, to cover you a couple of times early in the season, w- when you're on it, yeah, you're a bit like Gloucester Towers, you really are on it, and and it's our ball, and you're not getting hold of it, and we're going to keep it phase of phase, and yeah, you would certainly challenge the, the best teams in the league when you play like that. So the main thing is to, to wrestle the game back in your favour. Um, and I, David, we spoke about that in the in the first first game of the, the season. So, yeah, um, a, a big work on for, for you. What most fears you about Exeter? Is it that, that what we previously spoke about on this pod, uh, the, the the kicking game? Um, I think, I think no, I think we've, we've got some strong, strong back three coming this week. Um, so I don't think it's so much a kicking game and also we're very prepared for it now. Like we've played them before, so it's the second time round. So you kind of, uh, you roughly know you've watched half a season of how teams play. Um, I think for us it is, they have obviously Claudia, a strong, you give her space, she's a very strong runner. Um, but also they have a brilliant forward pack. They have a brilliant forward pack. They have always, they have a strong drive. They beat us uh, a few times in their drive and they stopped us with their more defence. So I actually think it will be a clash of the packs um, and how can we get into the game with our scrum and line out and use those expertise that we have on our side uh, to kind of overcome and lead the rest of the team um, against Exeter. Hell of a game, isn't it, Sadia? 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've listened to everything that Bernard's yeah, been okay, saying. And... Up. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I think it would be a real, real big clash. Um, definitely, definitely a game that you know I, I, I would love. I mean, I, I, I can't get down there unfortunately, <laughs> but I would, I would love to be able to watch to watch live. And I completely agree with Bernard. I feel like it will be, will be one and uh, one and lost in those forward packs. I might be biased being a forward, but a lot of the times in, in the big games, that's what, where it where it comes down to, to those big collisions, to to who wants it more, who can front up more, who can be more aggressive and dominant um, when they're tackling or, or going forward. And and those are the games that I feel like are really, really interesting to watch because it's kind of you're trying to kind of trying to see who will crack first and, and who will whose fitness will go first or whose men- mentality will go first. So, yeah, definitely, definitely a really exciting game. And and you can think of to... current relations. Yep. <laughs> if I'm going to look into my crystal ball, Sarah's debut <sighs> on the pod. You can, you can see it. You can see it. I see. I, I I definitely think it'll be a close game, and I think if it if Bristol get the the uh, momentum, they'll definitely come over the win. But I'm gonna go with Exeter just just um off the bat. But um I'll probably be proven wrong, Why? you know. I'll be proven wrong. But mm-hmm. um I'm gonna go with Exeter just because of how, how they've been going um in the season. Uh, I think they're really well well drilled at the moment, so yeah. Just be a bit because they're just a little bit tighter in what they're trying to do. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think I think they've been building well on, on their results. Um so you know, if they keep going up, I feel like they'd be able to get get that win. But if Bristol, you know, front up on the day and not able to stop them, then so be it. Lovely. Um, and I'm predicting a draw. Oh, no, so... you can't. You can't. You That's not allowed. <laughs> Which I can. But, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm predicting a draw. That's a prediction, right? Extra. <laughs> Extra. <laughs> Uh, now, uh, the uh, the first game of the round, uh, you've got the week off, Sadia. Um, Harpers 12 uh, on Saturday, Leicester hosting Gloucester Hartbury. Um, Leicester obviously got, got that win, but we, we are expecting a, a reasonably a comfortable win for, for Gloucester Hartbury, are we, Sadia? Yes, definitely. I'm going to go with Gloucester to come away with that win, and I think, yeah, they'll put, yeah, definitely more than a couple points on. Um, you know, with the way they've been playing as well. So, same for you, Bernard. Yeah, I do think, though, depending on if people are rotated or whatever, I do think Leicester will definitely score some cool tries again. I think they've they've shown that they can do it at least one uh, amazing try every single game. So, I think they'll definitely get some good points. But um, I do think Gloucester will again win win that one. What has uh, impressed you the most, Sarah? Let's get your 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 take on on the circus. Um, we asked um, Clicky George um, the other week because second album is often a, a difficult one, but they seem to be getting stronger and stronger. What what do you put that down to? I think a lot of it is down to Linny. Like Linny builds those girls up so much. He's he seems really supportive. He is very encouraging to to all of the girls there um but you've also got you know the likes of Zoe Allcroft who you've got a like, line out mastermind leading the the like 
the lineouts and sets like that. So I think they have a team of amazing strong players. They've obviously got Sarah Beckett, Alex Matthews, Mackenzie Parsons, like so many of those England players that make key roles within the England side. Um, I think they're just very good at playing the field. You got uh, Clakey George, who as soon as they don't want it in that area, boom, absolutely some hell of a boot down the pitch, get their forwards on the ball. You're not going to be stopping uh, those amazing ball carriers, no matter, like you don't have enough people on the pitch to to, um, to stop them. So I, I do think they just, they've kind of got a good mix, right, of having good positive, a good positive coach um, and some really hard-hitting ball carriers and some great set piece. So I just think they've kind of got a good mix of it all. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they are um, a fabulous side to to watch, certainly, and, and big smiles on the faces. So let's just remind you, Saturday, Harpers 12, uh, the PWR, Leicester host at Gloucester Harpery, 1 o'clock, big, big old clash, uh, Bristol against Exeter, 2 o'clock, sorry, 2.30, Saracens take on Ealing Trailfinders. Now, Sunday, uh, it's the live game on TNT, Harlequins face Sale. Um, and in the Celtic Challenge this weekend, Harpers 1, Gwale hosting Edinburgh, Clovers travel to Glasgow, that's 2 o'clock, Wolfhounds up against Brith on Thunder, the Kingspan under the lights at half past 7. That's about it for uh, another week. Mark's out of 10, Sardia, for uh, for Berners' debut. 10. 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10. Oh, look at that. Have you, have you enjoyed it, Sarah? <laughs> Have you enjoyed it? It's something a little bit different anyway. Yeah, no, I have really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I hope you've enjoyed having me. I've definitely um, something new. Um, but yeah, no, it's been really nice. Yeah, thanks for having me. Great stuff. Um, it, it is, and these are the messages that, that, that we get, it, hearing your insight and your um, little bits of uh, nuggets of of trivia that, um, you know, from, from inside the women's rugby at the top level is is exactly what the listeners want to hear. Um, but um, yeah, I, hopefully this man might be listening as as well. I just wanted to give out a continued uh, shout out to the man Gary Street Streety. Um, he continues um, to recover. Be a bumpy week, um, if we're honest. Um, but the amazing uh, response um, has been yeah noted and hugely appreciated by Gary and, and Helen Flip, his wife and, and the boys. But it is the realisation of these costs of, of how much um, it, the, these recovery treatments cost. Who knew speech therapy was £28,000 a year, uh, for example. So we're going to continue the, the fundraising. There's lots of events coming up, um, which lots of people involved. Um, the, the squad from 2014, um, two days involved, and, and these kind of people's. Go fund me. Streets Ahead is where you need to go to. Uh, if there's anything you can do to support Gary uh, and his family. Um, I also thought a little idea while Gary continues his uh, recovery. If you've ever been coached by Gary or met him or have a story about him or a message for him, do you want send it to the pod emails on the link? Uh, our DMS are always open. So if you'd like to just get a message to, to Gary, why don't we be the, the filter for that? And we will make sure that Gary and Helen and the boys receive those messages. So, um, at Pod Women's Rugby uh, on Insta and the artist formerly known as Twitter, um, and on the email which is at Women's Rugby Pod at Gmail dot com. Um, yeah, messages, videos, um, voice messages, whatever you like. Please get those sent in to us here on the pod. 
Thank you, Tom. Thank you to Vicky. Sadia, what are we off to go and do now? Uni Going work. to get coffee. <laughs> She's off to get coffee. So no, I, actually, pla- I have go a on. meeting, actually. I have a meeting over coffee, not just coffee. Me- meeting over coffee. Sarah Burns going to get another bag of peas out of the free- freezer for her knee. <laughs> I've got the game ready here. It's set up. It's ready to go. It's just, just too loud. <laughs> <laughs> Lady, it's been an absolute pleasure. We'll see you next week. Thank you. See ya.